From F.E. Warren Air Force Base in Cheyenne, Wyoming, this is Missile Minutia, the official podcast of the 90th Missile Wing and Team F.E. Warren. Hello, Mighty 90, and welcome to the opening up edition of Missile Minutia, our weekly podcast. That's right, folks. Most of this podcast is going to be devoted to the fact that on June 1st, we are going to see a little bit more uh, loosening up, a little bit more opening up here on base. We've got a little bit of a change in our format. I'm Glenn Robertson with the Public Affairs Office, and with me is... I'm Tech Sergeant Tyler Placey, and we have a special guest with us today, Major Wolf from the Med Group. How are you doing today, Major Wolf? Outstanding. How are you? Oh, fantastic. So the most important reason we had you on is we want to ensure that folks know as we're reopening the base on Monday that we're doing it the safest way possible and we're balancing the fact that we have a mission to do but we're also looking at our first priority and that's the safety of our airmen, their families, and our community. Do you have anything to add as far as how we're doing this? Sure. First of all, I want to say thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So I guess the important things to note is throughout this entire time period the med group has been offering uh, recommendations and uh, in my position as the FIO I offer recommendations to the med group commander and the wing commander and we've been following the data throughout the nation and then also what's going on locally in the tri-state area being Wyoming, Nebraska and Colorado and with guidance from DOD and MATCHCOM we've come to a point where in this local area so FE Warren we've done very well we jumped on this quickly we enacted, and by we I mean Colonel Benetti, enacted measures, strict measures, which uh, in my opinion worked. That's why you see that we had some cases early, but then we haven't had a case in several months, and that's just because we enacted those measures. Uh, folks that were in DSI, they adhered to them, and everyone else on the base did their part. So we are, have been doing very well at FV Warren. Thank you for answering that question, Major Wolf. Let me take one second. I'm going to turn over to the town hall where Colonel Benetti uh, actually had a little bit more to add on that topic as far as the things that everyone's done to make this possible. We'll just switch over there and then we'll come right back. All right, so wow, that's a lot of great stuff. And again, let me just reiterate, it's all because you guys have been able to follow the rules and help us maintain the the calm and this, this storm of a pandemic we had. You know, uh, it's just amazing to me when, I, when I'm talking to folks about all of the incredible, incredible things that you're doing out there and how uh, we're able to get after the mission, our, our socializing, we're able to get after extra things. And heck, we're even opening up the uh, Welcome Center on 1 June. So I'm pretty excited about that. So there's a lot of great things happening and I am absolutely looking forward to us getting into a new normal. And again, I stress a new normal because remember, there are some restrictions that are going to be out there and we need to maintain those restrictions. It's for everyone's safety. So this is going to be a very deliberate, very methodical process as we step through our, uh, our, our openings and our, our new facility places and our new paths. Uh, for instance, like a wake coffee shop, no more than 10 people. That's, that's what we're going to do. We've got to be able to control the flow. We already have folks in that building. The face coverings are going to be worn in there. We need to make sure that we're taking care of uh, the health and safety of folks who are doing food preparation for us. That needs to happen. Some places I think we're in a better state than others, but in, in right now I think that we just need to slowly turn the dial up and get some of the openings in there. But I really am looking forward to some great things happening. Going back to what you were talking about uh, before we took a break, um, how about 
the local area. You mentioned the military folks. You said how we've been doing a great job here on base. How about uh, the local community? In the local community, we've been tracking the numbers. We still have some cases, but in terms of the trend right now, it's stable. So Wyoming and in this county, Laramie is considered stable at this time. And then Nebraska still has some cases, but they're lower than they were, and we're watching that. They're also considered stable. And then Colorado, which has really been the hot zone in this area, which is really the reason why we had to enact a lot of the measures, just because we have a lot of folks that live in Colorado, and we have a lot of that live and work, and then work here on the base. And then we also have a lot of folks that come up from Colorado. So we've been tracking them. They're doing better. They still are, you know, they still have cases every day, but they're showing a decreasing trend. So based on the stability here locally and the DC decreasing trends around us, we all came to the conclusion, the med group, the rest of the wing, that we're at a point where we can loosen some measures. It's baby steps. We're going to do this safely and cautiously. So we feel like at this time we can take some baby steps to loosen some things up. And at the same time, we're still like, I, you know, I was up looking at the numbers and creating graphs last night. So I'm going to be tracking it very closely. Uh, first sign of any changes, we'll pass that information on and decide. So if anything changes, we might have to pull back. But if we keep going on this trajectory, then we can continue to keep cautiously, judiciously, and safely opening. And that's our goal. Our goal is to get to that point. I don't know when we're going to get to a pre-COVID state, but we're trying to make those steps. We want to do it safely. We don't want to just open very uh, dramatically and quickly because we have a very important mission here. The decisions we make, uh, we have to make through a very different lens than, you know, the rest of the community and the rest of the areas because we have, you know, very important mission to the nation and to the world, really. And so that's why we have also some of the steps we've taken have been slower than the rest of the state of Wyoming because we have a very special population here that does a very special job. And so we just have to be careful that we protect this mission and the people of this base and anyone related to this base. I hope that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. You, you, do you have anything for Major Wolf? Yeah. So um, the question I would ask is, you, you mentioned baby steps. Um, what exactly do those baby steps entail as far as what we've, we've heard the date June 1? Mm -hmm. What does that date mean? We've heard that the HPCon is going to change. What does that look like? Right now, we were at HPCon Charlie. You know, we are going to, going to be down, going down a level, and basically what that means is some things will be loosened, but a lot of things will still be the same, um, but it just allows us to have a little more freedom. So as you'll see, as you will go through later some of the openings in terms of uh, different services across the base, the reason why these things can open is because we're going to a lower HPCon level. Uh, and so we'll stay there for a little bit, and then we'll watch what happens, and then uh, Colonel Benetti will decide it, you know, once we have more data, if we can move down another level, which would be to Alpha, or do we have to move back down um, to Charlie? So we're looking at June 1st. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as base access, we're looking at uh, gates opening, up, opening back up to the pre-COVID hours. Uh, and that's gate one from 6 to 8 a.m. and 4 to 6 p.m., both in and outbound. That's Monday through Friday. Gate two will continue to be the 24 hours. Uh, and then gate five will be open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, part of those gate access hours changing is also allowing the retirees on. And there's going to be no more restrictions on the times that they can come on. And as long as those retirees are ready to come on, they will have access to the BX and commissary both as long as they are open. 
And, and just to, to add on, um, as we're allowing more access to the base and uh, more places that we can gain access to the base, uh, just a reminder that the SecDef guidelines are still that a mask is required, mask or face covering. The mask thing, that was a really important question. I actually wouldn't mind making a comment about that. So one, yes, it's still SecDef um, policy that on military installations, you have to wear a face covering. Um, so that's still a thing. And then important, CDC still recommends that in the nation, regardless of if you're military or not. And the reason that is, and that's why I want to pass on, is the big issue we're seeing is asymptomatic transmission, meaning there are people walking around that have uh, SARS-CoV-2, the actual virus. They're walking around. They don't have any symptoms. They feel fine. They don't know they have it. But because they carry the virus, they could potentially spread it to other people. And so if you're wearing a face covering, like right now I'm wearing a face covering, and so when I'm talking, hopefully what that's doing is protecting you all. So when I'm talking, you don't get those germs from me. And there's some studies that also show that there is some protection for me as well. Obviously, it's not a respirator. It's not the same thing. But there is some protection for me as well wearing it. We know that when people have the flu and they're coughing or they think they have the flu or they have upper respiratory symptoms, say, hey, they come to the med group or they're walking around. We ask them, hey, please wear a mask for other people's safety. Sure, and sense. so this is kind of the same thing, and that's why actually um, all the public health experts, physicians in the country, top physicians, and the CDC are still recommending that we use face covering. So I know you're probably gonna go downtown Cheyenne and other places, other folks aren't gonna be wearing them, but I encourage you to still wear your face covering because of the issue of asymptomatic transmission. And the big thing to think about is you just, you know, I don't want to pass it to my family. I don't want to pass it to my coworkers or other people that maybe might get really sick from it. And so I would just encourage people to keep uh, doing that. And on a military installation, you have to at this point. I really appreciate that. That's a, that's a fantastic explanation of why we're still wearing the masks. I do have one follow-up sure. question. Uh, I live with my dog. Is, mm -hmm. is there a possibility that I could pass it to him? So that's a great question that's come up. Uh, there have been some cases that have come up and shown that some dogs and cats and some other animals have tested positive for the SARS-CoV. There are a lot of coronaviruses out there, but they have tested positive. But my understanding is the ones that have had it, the animals that have had it, they recovered. And I don't know of any cases of a person getting it, getting SARS-CoV-2 from their pet and getting it. It's logical that it would be possible that if your pet has it, that you would get it if you kiss them, you pet them. So I don't have to make Bandit a mask? Well, you don't have to. It might be kind of cute, but I'm guessing Bandit probably wouldn't like it. No, he would hate he, it. He would hate it. But the important thing that I want to say on that note, I don't know if you've seen some guidance, but people do recommend that because it's it's kind of in the family kind of thing. And um, if you're healthy and if your dog, if Bandit has it and passes it to you, but you're doing fine, the hope is as long as you do what you have to do, you don't pass it to anyone else. The big thing is to consider is don't let Bandit necessarily play with other dogs right now because if, let's say, the other family has it and then their dog gets it and then you pet their dog or Bandit plays with their dog, then that could be that kind of issue. So try not to pet. For me, I'm a dog lover. It's really hard for me, but I have, I have to stay away from petting other people's dogs. And I don't mean to be rude to people, but I kind of keep my dogs away so they don't pet my dogs because I'm all over my dogs. So just those kinds of measures right now I think would be fine. Man, I appreciate that because that's sure. something I had no idea about and hadn't done any research on. 
Uh, Glenn, did you have uh, have any other questions? I think it might be a good idea to get into uh, what services. is starting to open up. Yeah, what what services are starting to look um, like they're going to open up, and and maybe you know if if you uh, Major Wolf have any insight as to you know why some of these sure. facilities were opened up. Instead of going down item by item by item, mm -hmm. we're just going to kind of split it up into different types of services. Okay. First one being food service. Yes. Um, you know, we're looking at the the, the bowling alley. We're looking at uh, Chadwell mm -hmm. Hall. Those types of things. Um, what was the decision-making process in that, and are there any concerns for people with uh, food service being available now a little bit more open than it was? Okay, so the answer to that is, again, just because of the st stability, we haven't had cases here on if you weren't itself, the stability in the local area, uh, it was felt that folks could go in um, with, of course, social distancing, the sanitation me uh, methods that the defect folks and uh, all the different eateries on base will employ. So they're going to keep wi wiping everything down before and after folks eat. Uh, you keep people socially distanced, like some restaurants that have opened up uh, outside. And if you limit the number of people that are eating, you know, at any one point in a closed environment, then it was felt at this point that we could at least give it a go and see how it works out. And we'll track if there are any problems that pop up. Sure, we would close that up. But it was just felt at this time that we didn't have any cases, for example, for f folks that were going to the defect to pick up food to go. There were no concerns there. Um, nowhere on the base in terms of eating places was there a concern. So we felt it, it was felt at this time that we could take that next step and see if folks could eat in, you know, limited people, of course, and socially distancing. So we'll see how that goes. Sounds like a plan. So going from food service mm -hmm. to another thing that has been a frequent question on Facebook Messenger, mm -hmm. oddly enough, um, we get a lot of questions about the gym, yes. fitness centers. Um, what are we looking at as far as that goes? I mean, are there any concerns um, as we as we open up Freedom and Independence Hall? So we they've been open for a bit. I know even the med group, we made recommendations a while ago to Colonel Bonetti in terms of what could be done. And it appears that folks were using the gym, but not as many as you would think, and I don't know if that's because people just felt not comfortable going to the gym uh, at that point. My understanding is the gym will open, but it will not be open to retirees. Is that accurate? Okay. And the thought behind that, no offense to any retirees, we appreciate your service. It's the issue of trying to still separate both the DSIers and active duty population that are doing this very important nuclear mission from folks that uh, are out in the community in and out, higher risk folks, potentially with other medical problems that could be asymptomatic carriers that come into the gym. And the issue with the gym, there's a couple issues. One, closed environment. Uh, so, you know, as you're working out and you're breathing harder, we know that particles go farther. We know that some of them stay in the air for a while until gravity pulls them down, depending on how big they are. So that takes a while for those uh, particles to get out of the air. Touching surfaces, right? If you're touching the weights, you're touching the different uh, equipment, those need to be wiped you know, down very judiciously. But that, those are the concerns. So it's a very easy, close, confined space where people are breathing hard is a potential place where if someone has, it is an asymptomatic carrier that it could cause a number of people to be exposed. Hence, we're just trying to separate the higher risk groups of folks that are out in the community. Not saying that our active duty folks are not out in the community, but there are some folks that are on DSI and they know they have specific things they're allowed to do and not to do. And other active duty folks are alert that are aware that they need to take precautions to protect the base and what they do. So 
Um, the big thing I can say about the gym is just make sure, because you don't know when the equipment was last wiped down, wipe it down before you use it, wipe it down after you use it, socially distance from other people. Uh, I know the, and it was kind of an arbitrary number per science, to be honest, the six foot. In fact, um, I was just reading, trying to remember where it was. They're actually enacting 30 feet. So just so you know, so when you're working out, I would go further than six feet if you can, just because you're gonna be breathing hard. Other people, you might cough. So if you can, stay further apart. And I believe the gym has taken measures to actually separate people. They're doing a great job. And I know FSS has done a phenomenal job through this entire um, COVID situation. So, and then of course, when you go home, my recommendation is as soon as you get in the home, wash your hands, because you'll probably touch stuff and take a shower and you should be good. And if you can exercise outside, of course, I recommend outside any day of the week. Awesome. I, I know one of the questions that we're going to get, mm -hmm. uh, everyone gets it. So what is the difference between going in the DFAC or going mm -hmm. to an office uh, compared to going to the gym? W would you say one of those bigger issues is there are just more touch points? You have to touch everything in the gym. Correct. So one thing for the DFAC, you're not going to be there very long, right? You're going to get in, get your food, maybe you'll sit for a little. Um, you're not breathing hard, most likely, or you're just sitting down. So it's, it's a very short time period. In the gym, you're probably going to spend more time. You're correct. More touch points, heavier breathing, coughing, just more opportunity for um, COVID, you know, the virus to be sitting around and be spread to other folks. And then office, office, yes, high, you know, people spend a lot of time in their offices, at work and in their offices. But most a lot of times people are socially distanced at work right so that they have their own space um if you're not socially distanced of course you wear your facial covering you wipe down your areas your computer your desk and all those things um that we you know you should be okay as long as you take those measures and obviously the big thing that goes for everyone is if you don't feel well tell your supervisor and stay home because at this point we don't know what it is and so just to be safe if you're not feeling well stay home and, and you did mention, before I asked my last question, mm -hmm. you mentioned working out outside. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be quite a few things, the ODR, uh, we're mm -hmm. going to have the fam camp and mm -hmm. some of those other things uh, opening up. Sure. Uh, what can you recommend uh, outside of, you know, just using your common sense social distancing? Right. Uh, what can you recommend while, while people are outside enjoying this beautiful weather that we're having? Yeah. Well, I am a big fan of people enjoying the weather. I think it's good for physical health. It's good for mental health. Uh, so I, throughout this whole time, I was a fan of people going outside. We just have to do it smartly. So you just pretty much said everything. Socially distance, right? Uh, obviously, if you're with your family, you can do that. The, the thought is, if anyone of your family has it, you're going to get it. So it's outside of the family, socially distance from folks that are not in your family. If you're playing, let's say, at the playground, for example, Go have fun, but then make sure you and the kids go home, you wash your hands, okay? Because you're going to touch all these touch points where other kids uh, have been touching. So just make sure that everyone, when you go home from the playground, you've touched that equipment, you wash your hands. If you're playing tennis, for example, um, again, same thing. It's kind of a naturally socially distanced sport other than maybe touching the ball. You know, wash your hands afterwards. Try not to touch your face. Now, here's the difficult part when you're sweating and you're playing sports. We all, I know, I, you know, I try very hard not to, but it's very hard. Exactly. Don't, don't touch your eyes, your nose. Try to avoid it. If you can do the old Jack Tripper, you know, and wear the little bands and those kinds of things for sweat, you know, go to town, do that. Just try not to touch your face. Wash your hands afterwards. Um, basketball courts, of course. 
uh, it looks like we're going to be allowed for individual shoot around, meaning you're going to have the ball by yourself. You're not going to be passing it. So what I recommend is wipe down the ball before you use it, play around, have a great time, wipe it down afterwards, wash your hands, boom, you're good. Um, what else? Any? I mean, same thing goes for archery and any other outdoor sport. Just be, just use common sense and good sanitation practices, good hand hygiene. I'm going to urge folks. We've learned some lessons through COVID. Things we probably should have been doing, not probably for sure should have been doing beforehand, but I think we just got lax in society in general, all, all across the world, not here. Good hand washing goes a long way. Sure, sure. That's good advice. I Absolutely. mean, probably the best way of combating any disease Absolutely. Is, is just what proper hygiene. Just little old viruses that can just be sure. a nuisance sure. for most folks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's turn our attention to the uh, town hall that happened last night to hear some closing remarks from Lieutenant Colonel Ramirez, who's the FSS commander, Chief Bettisworth, and Colonel Benetti. So first off, just thank you for everyone's uh, patience and support to the FSS. Um, I know our team is really excited to get back and, and offer more things for you. Hopefully the virtual events um, have been a success, uh, but even just our, our you know, non-community you know community services, fun facilities, uh, CPO manpower, uh, the MPF, of course, um, and our other activities are, are looking forward to getting back to work and providing those quality services to you here at FE Warren. Um, the uh, stoplight chart that you saw published this week, uh, Aaron out of our marketing department, she did a great job with that. We will continuously update that and we have one that incorporates all these changes. So um, as soon as we get the green light, we will publish that out onto our social media platforms uh, for your use. And then we'll just continuously update that as we have changes. Um, and then again, drive-in movie. So I know that was a big hit last weekend. Uh, so come out tomorrow. They're going to be showing The Lion King. Um, and again, you know, thank you for your support. And, and that is something that we want to do in the future. And um, we're looking forward to providing that. So thanks. It really is amazing. All of the things that FSS has been able to continue doing during all of this uncertainty. Um, we've been stuck inside. And yet these folks have been managing to figure out ways to keep our airmen active, busy, and interested, which is absolutely fantastic. So we'll take a second, uh, we'll move over from FSS, and we will go over to Chief. Well, um, I have one special shout out. Uh, today was a very, very special day for one of our senior master sergeants who will no longer be called Sergeant Teets. Today he is officially, well, he is Chief Teets. Um, so congratulations, uh, not only are you uh, a top 1% in uh, the Air Force, but you are a striker chief and we're very, very proud of you, very proud to have you on our team. And thanks to everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Please share this um, and, and just uh, continue, continue to put forth the efforts that you have already. Uh, it's looking great and I am excited just to see the progress from where we go from here uh, into the future and, and hopefully no turning back. And last but certainly not least, let's hear from the boss. What did Colonel Benetti have to say at the end of the town hall? Uh, so first, I guess, uh, LRS, man, you conned me, I think. So first, I thought it was because you needed more time to digest all of the amazing information that we got. Uh, for the the, the uh, town hall, I didn't realize it was because uh, Chief Teets wasn't sober. I mean, that's, that's probably <laughs> they're what out, happened. They're out partying. They're out partying. Well, congrats, Chief Teets. That's celebrate. awesome. And, and to the, the really the Teets family, thank you very much for for continuing to be uh, you know incredible supporters on this base and certainly amazing amazing military citizens. So thank you all for what you're doing, uh, folks. I, I can't say it enough. I cannot say it enough. 
all of the successes that we've had, all of the things that we're able to open up slowly, methodically, deliberately, are because you have been able to, to keep us healthy because you're following the rules, because you're listening, because you're wearing your facial coverings, because you're washing your hands, you're practicing good hygiene habits. Um, you know, it's, it's gonna, as more things open, the temptations will, will open the aperture as well. I ask you to make sure, make sure that what you're doing is worth it, okay? Make sure that you understand that, uh, you know, us having a resurgence means that we're gonna have to go back to HPCon Charlie or, or worse, you know? So it doesn't mean that we're out of the woods yet, but we're doing great and that's all because all of the things that you and your families have been doing uh, and everyone that's been helping us out and, and even our retiree population that that uh, was was very, very, very supportive as we went through the uh, the very difficult time and the very difficult decision uh, to close down the, the gates for a while with that access. You guys have been wonderful, absolutely amazing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm truly humbled to be part of this team and I'm truly humbled to be uh, standing here today and, and telling you, you know, this is a great place to be. This is an amazing team. And this is absolutely, absolutely, probably the highlight of my career. The highlight of my career. I have no doubt about that. And, and as the chief likes to tell me, it's a long career, a very long career. And I know that she's telling me that it's it's because I'm really old, and I'd, I'd be hurt if I had feelings. So uh, <laughs> all of that is normal. But listen, uh, thanks to all of you. Uh, I'm glad we were able to take an extra day and, and do this. We will have some more clarifications. Uh, I think by Tuesday. Uh, we're hoping to have some more information from uh, the personnel readiness folks up at OSD so that we can we can get more information out to you all. Continue to ask your unit leadership, continue to ask your supervisor, continue to ask these great questions to us. Because uh, again, that's the way we work is we communicate, right? And it, it, there's no such thing as over communicating for us. It's communicating, right? So however long it takes, however many times we have to say it, um, we're willing to do that because we're in this together and we're in this together because we are on a no-fail mission. At the end of the day, our job is to make sure that we are ready and able to employ weapons of mass destruction at the, at the command of the president or his uh, national command authority. So I thank every single one of you for everything you do every single day. Uh, and again, it's great to see you all. I look forward to seeing you soon. I look forward to our next time when we could have even more improvements. So until then, uh, go get them, Mighty 90. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. I, I know one of the questions that we're going to get, mm -hmm. uh, everyone gets it. So what is the difference between going in the DFAC or going mm -hmm. to an office uh, compared to going to the gym? W would you say one of those bigger issues is there are just more touch points? You have to touch everything in the gym. Correct. So one thing for the defect, you're not going to be there very long, right? You're going to get in, get your food. Maybe you'll sit for a little. Um, you're not breathing hard, most likely, or you're just sitting down. So it's it's a very short time period. In the gym, you're probably going to spend more time. You're correct. More touch points, heavier breathing, coughing, just more opportunity for um, COVID, you know, the virus to be sitting around and be spread to other folks. And then office, office... Yes, Hi, you know, people spend a lot of time in their offices, at work and in their offices, but most, a lot of times people are socially distanced at work, right? So that they have their own space. Um, if you're not socially distanced, of course, you wear your facial covering, you wipe down your areas, your computer, your desk, and all those things. Um, it sh we, you know, you should be okay as long as you take those measures. And obviously the big thing that goes for everyone is if you don't feel well, tell your supervisor and stay home. Because at this point, 
we don't know what it is and so just to be safe if you're not feeling well stay home right and and you did mention before i asked my last question mm -hmm. you mentioned working out outside mm -hmm. so there are going to be quite a few things the odr uh, we're going to mm -hmm. have the fam camp and mm -hmm. some of those other things uh, opening up. Sure. Uh, what can you recommend uh, outside of, you know, just using your common sense social distancing? Right. Uh, what can you recommend while, while people are outside enjoying this beautiful weather that we're having? Yeah. Well, I am a big fan of people enjoying the weather. I think it's good for physical health. It's good for mental health. Uh, so I throughout this whole time I was a fan of people going outside we just have to do it smartly so you just pretty much said everything socially distanced right uh, obviously if you're with your family you can do that the, the thought is if any one of your family has it you're gonna get it so it's outside of the family socially distanced from folks that are not in your family if you're playing let's say at the playground for example go have fun but then make sure you and the kids go home you wash your hands okay because you're gonna touch all these touch points where other kids uh, have been touching so just make sure that everyone when you go home from the playground you've touched that equipment you wash your hands if you're playing tennis for example um, again same thing it's kind of a naturally socially distanced sport other than maybe touching the ball you know wash your hands afterwards try not to touch your face now here's the difficult part when you're sweating and you're playing sports we all I know I you know I try very hard not to but it's very hard exactly don't don't touch your eyes your nose try to avoid it if you can do the old jack tripper you know and wear the little bands and those kinds of things for sweat you know go to town do that just try not to touch your face wash your hands afterwards um basketball courts of course uh, it looks like we're going to be allowed for individual shoot around meaning you're going to have the ball by yourself you're not going to be passing it so what i recommend is wipe down the ball before you use it play around have a great time wipe it down afterwards wash your hands boom you're good um what else any other, i mean same thing goes for archery and any other outdoor sport just be just use common sense and good sanitation practices, good hand hygiene. I'm gonna urge folks, we've learned some lessons through COVID, things we probably should have been doing, not probably for sure should have been doing beforehand, but I think we just got lax in society in general, all, all across the world, not here. Good hand washing goes a long way. Sure, sure, that's good advice. I Absolutely. mean, probably the best way of combating any disease Absolutely. Is, is just walk proper hygiene just little old viruses that can just be sure. a nuisance sure. for most folks yeah. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely absolutely so one of the things that has come up um, mm -hmm. there's been a couple of questions you know particularly as people get into the retirement season mm -hmm. you know changes of command those mm -hmm. types of things we're gonna have people that are gonna be bunching up together um, so that being said um, what are we looking at as far as those groups coming together um, for these types of events are they going to be allowed are we going to how are we going to handle that, ma'am? What kind of events are you, sorry, so I'm tracking. So, sure. So, I mean, anything that might potentially have a group of 25 or more, um, you know. Like Right Start, those kinds of things? Those types of Copy. things. Right Start, okay. um, it, that's actually a good one. ALS, okay. you know, graduations, yep. those types of things. Are they going to be allowed to have their graduations if they follow certain, um, certain uh, expectations and that type of thing? Okay. So, right now, the state of Wyoming has... Uh, a limit of uh, under 25 people in a social gathering, of course, socially distanced, wearing your facial covering if you're not socially distanced. Um, and so my understanding is that that's what's gonna be acceptable here on base. Obviously, if you can limit it to fewer people, fantastic. But that's, that's gonna be um, my understanding of what's gonna be allowed here on base. So just under 25 people, good hand hygiene, social distancing, wearing your facial cover, that should work just fine. Sure. Uh, and so I will leave that to the other experts to say whether 
they're gonna have, oh, it looks like I'm reading it here. Here we go. They will have an F-Tech class in the base theater. That's what I'm reading here. So obviously, same thing goes, try to socially distance yourself, right? Don't pack up next to each other, sitting right next to each other like you normally would so you can chat or that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know the specifics, but I'm gonna venture to guess that they are gonna make people socially distance, not letting them sit next to each other. We'll, we'll probably get back to the kindergarten uh, elementary school assigned seating, I would assume. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, that we would, get a nap too? That would be, I, I like hope that so. Yeah. That was I my hope favorite. so. Oh, that okay. sounds fantastic. That would probably also help your immune system, I would guess. Absolutely. Uh, so, like, <laughs> after, after, you know, working here for close to four years and going through three <laughs> change of command seasons, it's going to be a little strange watching yeah. change of commands yes. um, with, with so few people right. that the first and last salute is going to be instead of a, you know, a, a unified group yeah. or, a, you know, a, a unit is going to be one person you know rendering yeah. a salute but uh you know these are these are the times we live in you know and these are the things that we you know adapt to and and we get through um okay. that's what we do we adapt and we overcome so absolutely major wolf did you have any any final words that you would like to share with folks before we uh before we cut out of here sure uh first of all thank you for having me i appreciate it always a pleasure to hang out with you guys our pa team is amazing and i've had a lot of fun thank and you. learned a lot from them so kudos to you guys um and just for everyone, you know, my stand is, of course, just be responsible, make good choices. Um, everything is about risk management in life. So how much risk are you willing to accept? And just think things through. And of course, enjoy life, have a good time, socialize with uh, your family and friends. No one wants to take that away. That's very important. Just do it smartly and safely. Just, uh, you know, sometimes people don't make the best decisions, but I just encourage people, just think it through a little. Uh, wash your hands, sanitize things, socially distance, wear your face covering. You've heard this like nine million times for me. Um, but please, I just, as things loosen up, I don't want people to let their guard down. Yes, take advantage of all the things we can do, please. I think we've realized how much we were taking things for granted before. Enjoy them, be safe, but just don't let your guard down because um, we don't know what, what's coming next. And really what I would like is that there is no big second wave that it's just kind of a little nice flat thing like any other virus or anything and so that's my goal for this base is that that we maintain what we've done because we've done a great job um, and so uh, but that's because everyone did their part on this base it wasn't one or two people it was everyone really stepped up and did their part and so um, I think that's a credit to the mighty 90 and so I'm proud to be a part of the mighty 90 and thank you absolutely thank you for coming oh, uh, it's always a pleasure to see you a pleasure to speak with you well, folks, that's about it from us. Um, as you guys have obviously heard through the uh, through all of this, we are going to be opening up the base a little bit more on June first. Um, Tyler, what do you got about that? So, for for more updates on what's opening up June first and some of the future openings that FSS may have as far as child care and the youth center, uh, work with your leadership. But first and foremost, check out the official Facebook page of FE Warren. And that's going to be it for us, folks. Until next time.